We have our winner on today, the winner of our free one-hour coaching call from our anniversary episode, and we are chatting with Amy all about her business, where she's at, what this big move in her life looks like, and the next steps for her. This is our very first coaching podcast episode filled with questions and answers that we hope you love. So if you are maybe wondering where you should go next with your business, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. We are so excited. Today we have Amy, a military realtor mom on the podcast. She won our giveaway. It's super exciting. So exciting. Super exciting. And she has asked us a bunch of questions. She emailed us a bunch of questions that she wants to know about growing her business, um, about military life and relocating regularly and what that looks like. And we are going to dive into all the things. So if you're curious about building a business and what a lot of this looks like, she's asking all the questions that you you probably are asking too. So we're going to jump into this episode and hope you get some good takeaways. Let's Let's do do this. Okay, Amy, where are you located? I'm at Travis Air Force Base, California right now. Okay. Where are you from originally? From Colleen, Texas. Oh, cool. 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 How'd you hear about the podcast? Um, I was searching motivational podcasts when I first came to California and y'all were like the number up on the top two that I was listening to, like, so oh, then you guys yay. just became an addiction. Oh, <laughs> yay! How fun! You're a healthy addiction. <laughs> yay! You love that. That's, That's so, so awesome. Fun. It's so yeah. cool. Because cool. when we came to California, it was during the COVID time, so I couldn't test for my real estate license because they closed it all down. Yeah. And then so when they finally opened it up, there was a long waiting list. So I was here for about almost two years before I was able to test for my real estate license. And now that I got my license, we're about to move again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We're moving to Arkansas so, next month. Okay. Is what, what branch is your husband in? He's in the Air Force. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank him for his service. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I will. It'll be our yeah. last move. So hopefully I can settle down. Yeah. My real estate. Yeah. Well, so do you want to just jump into the questions? Well, first, can you just, can you just tell us a little bit more about you and like what life looks like for you, like life and business, just so we have some sort of like base to start with, um, like what family looks like, what work looks like for you on a regular basis, like kind of what you love to do, that sort of stuff. Um, I met my husband in ninth grade, JROTC. Um, and then we got married. We have three kids now. Our oldest one just graduated high school. So she's going to be coming with us on our move. I started out with real estate photography and I'm doing all these houses and stuff, taking photos and like, wow, I can totally sell this. So that was back in Florida. Um, I quit my, my corporate job and just did real estate photography full time in 2018 2019, we were told that we were moving. So I was like, well, I'm going to sell my own house. I don't want somebody else to sell it for me. (laughs) So I got my real estate license um, and then sold my house. We moved here um, with my husband here. He wasn't gone so much. Florida, he was gone a lot. So juggling with the three kids and then the real estate photography, I actually had my mom come down one summer and stay with us so I could have time to do my real estate photography, edit everything, and then she was like my live-in nanny for a while while my husband was gone. Um, and then now my oldest one's graduated. She's not sure what she wants to do yet, and that's okay. And then I got the two other kids. And so we're about to pack up and move to Arkansas. Where were you in Florida? Uh, Eglin Air Force Base by Destin. Oh, cool. 
So how old are your other two children? Uh, 16 and 11. 16 and 11. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. So, and this will be your last move. You said you're going to stay in Arkansas. Yes. (laughs) We wanted to go back to Florida. Then like, well, it's too humid there. I mean, I didn't like the humidity, but love the beaches. Um, California, we would totally come back if it wasn't so expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but Arkansas is close to our family. We have families still in Texas and so it'd be an AR drive. So it'd be closer there. Yeah. Okay. Would you not move back to Texas? Not from my hometown. No, it's just okay. not the same. And there's no growth opportunity there. Oh, maybe yeah. a different part of Texas, like by the water, but not yeah. central Texas. Okay. Okay. It's good to get a little background on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you officially been licensed altogether? So you were licensed a little bit in Florida and then now in California? Altogether about three years. Okay. Okay. Did you keep your Florida license active? It is still active, um, but I'm on referral status right now. So I'm not part of like the whole MLS down there because they wanted to charge you. They don't, you can't be an active realtor down there without paying the MLS fees. Yeah. So I'm just in referral status, but I'm still active. And I'm trying to decide if I want to do that with California or not, if I just want to put it in referral status or if it'd be better for me just to keep it active and just fly out here if I get a buyer because the price difference, I have to work, sell three houses in Arkansas just to make up for one house in California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm still trying to juggle with that if I should keep it fully active or just referral status. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got originally got licensed in Florida. I lived in Tampa for five years. Um, and I ha I kept my license for a long time and then I let it lapse and I'm kind of kicking myself because now I'd have to go through all the testing and stuff again to get it. So like my, I think I would say to keep it. It was, that's the good thing about Arkansas. So when I applied for my Arkansas, like I'm already licensed in Arkansas and I already okay. had a buyer out there. Um, cool. Yeah, nah. but uh, for the license and testing out there, they gave me automatic licensure because the same test that they do here in California is the same test they do there in Arkansas. Wow. So I was like, well, I'm from Texas. Maybe Texas will do the same thing. So I applied for the Texas to see if I can get my Texas license. But because they have a different testing system, I have to do the whole class and test again. That's how it was when I moved back to Minnesota from Florida, which is so, I don't know why it can't be a little bit more just um, standardized across the country. Like, I don't know why it needs to be so complicated. Everything's the same except for like your local laws. I mean, we yeah. should just be able to take the local law test and then be fine. Right. right. That's not a bad idea. But that'd be too easy. I know, right? <laughs> so I was just looking at one of your questions and the, about the MLS and like whether or not you should keep it right. Like you were just talking about. So what else? Like, okay. So Beth shared about the Florida piece about how this, like one of her regrets is like not keeping that. Mm -hmm. So I think a question to ask yourself and maybe more as we go, this will become more clear to you is what you want your business to actually look like. And when it comes to branding and how you're going to operate that in that space, what that's actually going to look like and what makes the most amount of sense, because the more accessibility you have to right now, you're in a network with the military connection. You're in a place where you have a huge database Mm -hmm. already um, and how you can serve that area. There's no reason it couldn't cross over so many states. So that's something where what do you want that to look like? Do you want it to cross over? sort of thing I would think you would need to look at as well. Um, from where I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, heck yes, keep it. I think we're best sitting. Mm-hmm. She's like, heck yes, keep it. Mm-hmm. But also just making sure like what you want your everyday to look like, how you want to operate that brand and that piece of it too, to make sure it makes sense. Yeah. And I think want the whole branding part, like I feel like I have imposter syndrome as well. It's also one of my questions, like branding. Like I don't feel like, because I did real estate photography for so long and becoming a realtor was just a whole nother shift. Like I don't know, like I don't know who I am. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find that part on how I'm supposed to brand myself because I'm not a realtor that's like in suits and high heels. I like my flip flops and comfy clothes and I'm, I don't know. Like that's what I'm struggling with right now. <laughs> Dude, 
I'm I'm too much to say on this. So Beth, do you want to do you want to start with this because you'll totally have to cut me off, or we'll we'll be here and it'll be like six o'clock tonight, and you'll be like, I really do have to go. Um. Well, I feel this is your wheelhouse. You start. So let's start with you can wear flip flops and sell real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can operate as yourself um, and sell real estate. You'll find your community. You'll find your people you already have. So you have an upper hand here because you have that military connection Mm -hmm. more so than someone just moving to another state that happens to be a mom. Right. So you Mm -hmm. have the mom piece. You have like, we can tell just chatting with you via video that you're personable, likable, like it seems easy to chat with you. So you've got all that going. Plus your mom, three kids, I mean, various ages, and you've got the military connection. So you have areas that you can dip into that you probably have just barely like touched the surface. Like you've barely even done anything there. So as far as your brand goes, you can be you. Absolutely, you can be you. If you try to be someone else and you put this suit on, you're actually going to look like everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you try to do the bus bench with the suit, with the, you know, (laughs) people can't see this face because we're, it's a podcast. But um, with your arms crossed. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's going to (laughs) not, you're not going to connect. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to connect with your people. So really, honestly, to start with, like trying to figure out who you are and, you want to be yourself? The answer to that is yes, you can do it. And the rules of real estate with the suits, you know, let let those who think that is still a rule operate in that space, serve that group of people. You serve the people that connect with you. It's going to be the easiest. It's going to flow into your life the easiest. And it's going to make the most sense for your clients and you. And then at the end of the transaction, everyone feels good because you enjoyed who you worked with. So If you put on that suit, I'm not saying never wear a suit if you choose to, but if you put on that persona and you try to be someone else, it's, it's, you're not going to connect with people in the same way. So I think starting with that of like really owning who you are, um, as far as like imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. I mean, every day, all day, every day, every day, all day. And so we have a couple episodes. You've probably checked them out. I think you had said you've been listening for quite a while. So you probably checked those out and it's a constant ongoing battle, I think, or acceptance that you're going to have this, that it's going to always be sitting next to you. And I think we chat about like telling it to take a backseat, right? Like, I know you're here. I know you're going to tell me like, I'm not good enough to be doing this or this person's doing it this way. Should I do it that way? Even though it doesn't feel like me and all those questions come up in doubt. And then you say, okay, I see you like take it back. See, cause I'm doing it anyways. So it's really exercising that muscle and using it over and over again, even through tears, like yeah. tears, seriously, um, is what's going to get you like moving forward through it more. So, um, do you, what do you, how, how does, does it show feel? up for you? I'm not exactly sh- sure. Like I just, I think I watched too many people and how they handle their business. Like I'm not really focusing on my business and what I want to do. Like I see this agent over here and she's doing really good, but she's a suit lady and she's out there on her Instagram and TikToks and doing videos. And I'm the behind the camera type girl. Cause I'm a photographer. I don't like being in front of the camera. Yeah. So trying to force myself to get in front of the camera and deck blue lights or my open houses that was a struggle, um, but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. So I just I filmed like, the video are- before this call, and I was like, who makes people do this? And Beth was like, you. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, film, film the effing video. Like, just film it. And, of course, it was perfect. And she's like, I didn't say the right words. I'm like, yeah, you did. It was perfect. Post it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the same photographer imposter syndrome she deals with all the time. Like, I'm just going to stay behind the camera. It's like, no, you're not. It's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get out of that comfort zone because I'm not used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. No, you go. It's the whole camera thing. It definitely is a muscle that you have to work. I don't think, I mean, people say like, oh, Beth, you're really, really good at the videos. I keep 
it, it, if you go back on my Instagram, there is the cringiest video ever of me doing my first reel because I thought you had to dance. Well, I don't dance. Like if we're in a group of friends, I always joke that I'm in the, I'm going to sit over here in the non-dancing section and she loves to dance. And I'm like, that's not my jam, but there is a video of me on TikTok or I'm sorry, on Instagram dancing. And it, it just like, oh, it like <laughs> makes my skin crawl, but I'm not removing it. I'm not taking it down as cringy as it is because now I can look back and go, okay, my videos are not cringy anymore. They were cringy to begin with, but it's mm. all, it's just a muscle I had to exercise, just like going to the gym. And you just, you have, you almost have to just force yourself to do it. And every video will just get a little bit better, a little bit better. Don't put the stupid filters on it because that's not authentic. Just right. be you. Cause I like one of my old coaches said way back in the day, they're like, don't be anyone else. Cause when you show up to meet that client, they're going to see what you look like. They're going to see what your hair looks like. They're going to see what your voice sounds like. They're going to see what, how much you weigh, like mm-hmm. just show up as you. And that's what people connect with, okay. but you definitely, it's just a muscle that needs to get exercise, but it doesn't come naturally. I don't think to anyone, unless you went to I school mean, for like broadcasting or I something. Mean, <laughs> yeah. There's, no, no. But okay. So with that, I like, I want to run down so many rabbit holes with you, but I guess just cause I don't want to, I want to make sure we answer all of your questions. So like, I don't want to go too far, but one thing that I want to make sure that you like hold on to is to just like the stop the comparison game. So if you need to stop following everyone, like literally, which is very hard to do. So if you need to get on your Instagram or whatever social media you're on, if you're on TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is, if you need to, if, if you're realizing every time you look at that one person or those three people, the suit lady, you don't feel good no. enough. There is no reason for you to follow them. Okay. So like just unfollow, you can always follow them again. You can search for their name if you want to see what they're up to every couple months, but unfollow them because they're a distraction and it's going to keep you from doing you. And that is the biggest thing that we overcome is once we actually own our space and start speaking in that area and serving in that area, everything changes. And this might sound like a little crap or like really woo woo, but the reality is it's, it's just what happens. So if that's the distraction and that's what makes you not feel good and that you can't show up in your flip flops and, you know, serve your clients how you want to just get rid of it. Just remove it out of your life altogether. And another thing too is spend less time on social. I don't know how much time you're spending. Um, But if you're feeling like a comparison there, just get off social. Now, this is someone who's like social is your friend. You can use it as a tool. But if it's preventing you from like actually the getting the foundation of your business is starting to build those blocks to like actually create something, get off it altogether. Sorry, Beth. Get off it altogether and actually start structuring it and like operating, you know, like create your brand, create what that's going to look like without any distraction or influence of social media. And then you can hop back on once you have your plan in place. Okay. How does that feel? I, I did not too long ago. I did have to take a mental break from the social media. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. open my phone for almost two days just because seeing these other people doing so great. Like, man, she's been an agent less than I am. And Mm-hmm. Oh, she's working yeah. at all these deals and sales and like, what is she mm-hmm. doing? So I'm going through her stuff. I was like, okay. So I just had to mentally shut myself down because it was becoming mentally exhausting. Like I was mm-hmm. getting depressed and I was in my pajamas for three days. And so, so I had to take a break from that and just turn myself off and recuperate and go back in when I finally did pick up my phone again. It's like, okay, I'm not going to look at that. She's probably more outgoing than I am, which is okay. But that's something I'm working on for myself. And you cannot be super outgoing and still successfully operate a business. Uh, There are a lot of people telling us, and I have even said like social media is so important to your business. It is. Your email is a million times more important and your brand recognition even more so. So if you just don't feel comfortable on there, first of all, like don't start with what your social media should look like. Like start with what your brand should look like, what that needs to feel like, how it's going to serve your clients and like, making sure your strategy behind all that makes sense. And a lot of us will start with social media first, and then we get 
that comparison, that imposter syndrome. We don't know where to go. We waste a lot of time, a lot of time, Mm -hmm. which is money, which is resources that we could be using elsewhere. So like getting off there, starting with that basis. And then just like, if you want to start with your email, I mean, when I think about the, the networking that you can do within the areas you're already a part of, like the groups you're already a part of, I don't want to say you don't need to be on social media. You do need some presence. It's a really good idea. That doesn't necessarily need to be something you're focusing on, especially in the beginning. Okay. It's really loud out there. So until you have a, like a clear idea and a clear approach, I would say pause it. Focus on everything else anyways. It'll keep your head more clear. Okay. Do you have a database? Yeah, what's your um, I have a pen and paper database. Like all my sellers and buyers that I've had, I keep, I'm a pen and paper type girl, but I need yeah. an electronic one, I think. Absolutely. Like trying to find a good CRM to use. But yeah. everything so far, I just keep it a binder that I look at every day, so my to-dos and anniversaries and reach out to them. But I feel like I need an actual electronic one. Absolutely. Like 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, we use follow-up boss. Is it is really inexpensive. Um, so I've been at brokerages. Like mo- pretty much every real estate brand has their own version of a CRM. But then if you decide to change brands, you're beholden. You've got those golden handcuffs and it's a really a big pain in the butt to like untether yourself from that CRM and to get, sometimes it's just, it's even hard to get your leads out of there. And then your broker has access to all of your clients, Mm -hmm. which I don't love that idea. So I always recommend having your own CRM that is independent from your brokerage and Everyone, all of my business partners, everyone's like follow-up boss is the way to go. I've used probably like five or six different ones. Um, and it's by far my favorite. It is, uh, it's easy to use. It's super affordable. Mm-hmm. And they always say that the best CRM to use is the one that you're actually, the, to get is the one you're actually <laughs> going to use. Right. But you, so in addition to just past clients and that sort of thing, and like, you know, clients in the works, do you have a list of like all of your friends, your family, past military friends, all like that? Do you have all yeah, of that? Okay. I do. do you have an email list right now that you're working with? I don't have an email list. Okay. Most of it's just like social media and phone numbers. And that's how I contact everybody. I don't have their emails. Okay. So you have, you have so many directions to run here. Yeah. Like you, this is, this is like, don't feel, oh, I don't have this. Like I'm not good enough kind of thing. Like this is actually exciting because you haven't touched that yet. And once you do, like, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm, I get too excited she about this, little, but I literally, about this. you could, you can be serving in every area. And this is another reason to keep that MLS active in all those years. You can serve everyone mm-hmm. and get everything automated on the back end with your follow-up boss and with your email. We use Flowdesk. We love Flowdesk. It's so user-friendly. Um, you don't have to, there are other services too. Desk. Yeah. It's just, we can send you a link for Flowdesk too. Yeah. So you can get 50% off of it. Okay. It's the most yeah. beautiful emails out there. And Easy. okay. So the story when Christy, when she and I started working yeah. together, we you know, we started working on social media and yada, yada. And then she's like, now we're going to do emails. I'm like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing emails. I don't have bandwidth. I'm writing copy mm-hmm. for social, you know, five days a week on like four different channels. Hell no, I'm not doing this. And she's like, just like, you know, quit saying no and just give it a shot. I'm like, okay, fine. So we literally, I, I, I cannot even make this up. So the email scheduled to go out, you know, whatever, eight o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday morning within 30 like minutes. AM. Yeah. But like, like that morning <laughs> yeah. I got a come list me call. Nice. And I'm like, Oh shit. Now I'm like, uh, like legit. Now I have to like, so I called Christy. And I'm like, okay. And you're going to say, I told you so, but this is also super exciting. And it was basically like, come over here with listing contracts and yeah, let's do the deal. And I'm like, this really just can't be this easy, but it is. Email. Oh my gosh. Okay. So email can feel super overwhelming. 
it will never feel, I can, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. It will never feel as overwhelming in social media no. once you actually get in there and start it working won't. it. So if you don't love showing up on social and like doing all those videos and can we, I'm going to do a sidebar when I'm done talking about this okay. here. Um, so if you don't feel comfortable showing up on that space, your email is the way to get your brand out there to yeah. let people get to know you, what you do, serve them. Uh, it's going to be your ROI and email is you're going to be really happy with it. Yeah. Very, it's very happy. Like a hundred so, times better than social. Yeah. So, and, and with this constant algorithm, like it is such an overwhelm. Social media is, can be completely overwhelming, especially when you're getting started. Like I would imagine getting started now would feel exceptionally overwhelming because of all the changes that are currently happening. So just know that you're not behind or like you're not of anyone else because you're not super active on social. Get in your inbox and get that going. Like make that your number one priority, I would think, mm -hmm. after like actually figuring out your brand a little bit more. So okay. that would be a really good place to start. Um, second thing, just really quick about social media. When you say like this person's doing this video or like I should have all these likes, all that jazz, the trends, stop following them. Like tell yourself today, maybe like sit down with yourself and repeat a few times like I will not follow trends. And if you can do that, especially when you're, I'm not saying that they don't help you be successful as you, as you go on, but in the very beginning, the last thing you should be looking at is trends okay. and people are not going to tell you that they're going to tell you to go get a hundred thousand people to watch your video. And again, not saying that's not good. It is great. You had a hundred thousand people watch your video, but that should not be your focus in the beginning. If you're trying to build like a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Yeah. Oh, the being continuing to keep your licenses in other states is like the best way. Like I, I don't even know that I would continue to like think about like flying back to California to do a deal. I would probably partner with an agent that feels really aligned with how you serve clients. Okay. And so it's not like some fancy suit lady and your clients would be like, who is this crazy person? Like someone that feels really like they operate their business similarly and have that be your boots on the ground person, have a boots on the ground person in Florida and be like, Hey, Bob and Sue Anderson, one, two, three banana street. They want to sell a house. Um, like let's jump on a zoom together. We can all jump on a zoom. You're making this super warm introduction to them and negotiate a referral fee, negotiate like a really good referral fee. Mm -hmm. If you're doing like a, a handshake and they're not even shopping anyone else, you can ask for a 30% referral fee. Chances are, if it's a high priced house, you could get a referral fee. That's the same as what your commissions are going to be in Arkansas. It is. You know what I mean? And so yeah. then like, you don't even need to fly there and prices in Florida are super through the roof right now too. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of agents that have gotten so good at referral business especially people in the military, like you, you totally have a leg up on that, that I don't have, I don't have a, that kind of connection where you can, yeah. you know, you've moved all over and you know, you, you speak that common military language. There's no reason that you couldn't be hustling a whole bunch of extra income just in referral business. And then you're just, you're just making the, per you're the person that's making the connections, but then you don't even have to do that work. And then you can be focusing on building business in Arkansas. Right. Okay. Another thing to think about when everyone wants to retire someday, right? Like, I mean, I think realtors, some realtors want to work forever or they are going to work forever. Like everyone wants to retire someday, have that space, at least retire in, at some capacity, right? And so when we think of that long-term plan, especially in real estate, we need to think about it a little bit differently. And if you set yourself up now as a referral partner or like in different areas, because you're, you already have access to that. Mm -hmm. And then you work your business in Arkansas, you grow something amazing. You can shift that down the road also to referral and you're, you're, that's it. Like you did it. You already put in those pieces and like, you're good to go now instead of trying to figure that out as you try to exit. Mm -hmm. This will like actually get that part of your business figured out now. You'll be such a pro at it that by the time you actually want to step out of, you know, the Arkansas area or, you know, have more time for, for life and that sort of thing, you'll have, you'll know how to do it. It'll be right. easy. Mm -hmm. So it's something to also practice now. And it's super underutilized. It's underutilized. And 
it's something like you, you can get yourself into a situation, many small business owners where you have to work forever and you have to work hard forever. And this business, like many can get really exhausting. And so do you want that? Most, I'm, I mean, maybe you want to work forever, but most likely you want some sort of space at some point. So this kind of gets you there a little bit quicker. I'm super excited about this, all the areas that she has. Mm -hmm. Like this is for me, this is like, you can, you can get it all. I do have a couple of referrals working right now because there's a Facebook page specifically for military spouses that are real estate agents. So I already connected with a couple of agents in like Illinois and New York. So we have a couple of connections going on right there. Okay. That's so awesome. It is so awesome. And I think one of your other questions was about like, what else can you do, right? To, to build up your network. Mm-hmm. You're already in that, the military spouses group. Mm-hmm. What, what else are you doing right now? Um, as far as the spouses groups, um, I just joined like the local air force group spouses. And then mm-hmm. like, we already have a house that we're purchasing. We close in August. So I joined that neighborhood, but then I'm kind of scared about like, pushing out those mailers saying, Hey, I'm new to the area and like providing my information. Like I know there's two other realtors that live in the neighborhood. So I'm scared about like pushing out those email or those mailers saying, Hey, I'm a realtor in your area. I'm new. If you need any questions or like farming that area, like I don't want to mm-hmm. step on anybody's toes. You can step on toes. Okay. You can step on toes. Well, you- and if you're doing mailers, just take those two realtors off the mailer list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't mail to their houses. They don't need to know that you're marketing to the neighborhood. You're going to approach this differently. Like all of us approach business and our clients a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So just think of like this whole competition thing, like your realtors, like it's competition. Also by getting to know them and like getting into that area and like letting, letting yourself be known, you give everyone another option too. And you can learn from each other, which is amazing. So I know I'd, fully understand that it's hard, especially when it feels, does it feel saturated to you or do you feel? Over there, it feels a little saturated. Like one per, like I just posted, I'm moving to the area and I need school information for my kids. And there was maybe two information about the school area. And then everything else is contact this person for a realtor. She's amazing. Like I didn't ask mm-hmm. for a realtor. I just asked for school information, mm-hmm. but yet 400 out of the 500 comments are from realtors and yeah, so you definitely steer clear of that space as yeah. you operate. <laughs> you build your connections without without that. That's just like screaming to the masses kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. if you feel like a mailer is your, is your first, the first thing that you need to do, then just send it and make sure it's different than what they're doing. Okay. So you'll have that information as as you move forward if you get on their list and that kind of thing too. But also make sure it represents you. And your business, it will naturally be different then. What can you do to serve them? Like, how do you serve? It's, it, it's just, you're, it's guaranteed that it's going to be different. So that's a really good place to start. But honestly, going back to that, to have, knowing like the basis of your brand and like those, what that actually looks like, the foundation and how you're going to serve and, and speak in that will help you create that mailer. You'll okay. have the information there to create it. And if you want to geofarm that very specific area to start, it's it's not like it's it's a good idea. There's also other ways, other areas that you could put money and resources into that wouldn't require like an actual like tangible item that yeah. can maybe come back a little bit more. I'm trying you. to think of like how can you be different? Because like, I mean, mailers people just open them like they take them out of the mailbox and throw them in the recycling. Like what could you do that would be different that would set you apart and be like, Hey, I'm new in town and I'm trying to get your attention. Uh, Is so are you moving into like a, like a master plan community type neighborhood or what does that look like? Um, So Cabot, Arkansas is one of the sought out places just because the school systems there are amazing. Um, That's another reason why we're moving into that area just because of the school system. So okay. I did think about like sponsoring. I know some schools have like sponsored a volleyball or I thought about some type of sponsorship with them. And then um, dog rescues is very big over there. And I've heard some agents from other States talk about how he always sponsors like adopt a dog day to where um, he goes out there with his, he sponsors a whole 
food, water, and if anybody wants to adopt a dog, he pays for like half the fee with it because um, adoption over there is only like 50 bucks, I think they say, he said. I said, well, that's not bad. So I thought about that. So I, I did a sponsorship of a local dance team. I'm never doing it again. I literally, okay. like, it, it didn't even get not one eyeball, I don't think. It just felt like I just, like, burned a check right in front of my eyes. Um, what if, like, it sounds like you're willing to spend a little bit of money on something. What if you, like, rented an ice cream truck and had an ice cream truck in front of your new house and you had your kids walk around the neighborhood and pass out flyers and say, hey, we're new to town and we would love to meet our neighbors. And then you don't even need to tell them you sell real estate. They don't need to know anything about that. Then they meet you and like, oh, my husband's in the Air Force. I sell real estate. Hi, we are the Austin Anderson family. And then people just get to know you on an organic level. And it's not like you're trying to be salesy. You're not, and they're like, oh God, we already work with Becky down the road. We don't want Amy to try to sell us. But you're, if you're doing something different, you're just naturally going to get their attention. They're going to be like, oh, wow, she's really cool. She didn't even try to push real estate on us. I mean, something that, something that grabs our attention that's different than what other people are doing. Right. Okay. So that's a good idea. This is, yeah, this is something where without knowing all like the, the funnels of your brand and like how you're going to, to operate in that space and without knowing you super well too, this is kind of a hard thing to, to direct you in, but something to ask you, like ask yourself before you mail anything or send anything or promote your business at all is, does this make sense to my why and my bottom line, right? Like, am I doing this because someone else is doing this or am I doing this because it makes sense? And I know it's like a thought out strategic plan. So if you have it and that's part of your plan, awesome. Like send those mailers. If it's just like, I need to send a mailer because people need to know me, don't send it. Mm -hmm. So that's something where you need to kind of really sit down with yourself and figure that out and what makes the most sense for you. Now, I'm in no way saying be a secret agent at all. But if someone meets you and knows you before they know you're a realtor with how realtors are behaving right now and how the industry is right now, you are most likely going to like that, like, like no, like trust factor is going to already start happening. And then you're a realtor. So I'm not saying hide it by any means, but are there other ways and other organizations, other ways that you can connect with people that aren't just, I'm a realtor first, because a lot of times people put their guard up. We are over advertised in real estate. Mm -hmm. We get, we live in a, like a more, we live in like one of the last affordable, nice parts of St. Paul where we live. We get things more than one thing a day. We don't even look at them. So if you're in an area that's like really sought after, I like, I just don't want you to like waste your time and money. So mm -hmm. how else can you connect? And so the spouses group on Facebook, like that, that's awesome. Like mm -hmm. other groups that you can connect in within that community. And can you serve like is serving part of of how you're made up. And these are just guesses or things that you could, you know, think about how can I serve my community? How can I come from contribution first? Because it almost always, you know, comes back in a really good way. Mm -hmm. So just asking yourself these questions before you run after something. When I think mailer first, I think someone's trying to find, follow a trend just like they are in social media, mm -hmm. except, and, and geo, it, there are, it is very effective. It makes a lot of sense. Mailers and, you know, geo farming and, all that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that doesn't where mm -hmm. you're at. It feels like there are some other pieces and other things you need to get in place before that, that step happens. That feels a few steps ahead. Okay. How do, how do you feel about that? Pretty good. Um, and I didn't know if I wanted to do like postcard mailers. Cause I, uh, since I'm on my imposter syndrome, I'm listening to like 20,000 podcasts. Um, <laughs> one of them said to use a handwritten mailer. So instead of using a postcard, do handwritten mailers. That way people aren't just looking at a postcard and throwing it away. They actually have to open an envelope and see what was inside the envelope. So I, that was like another direction I thought about going. Like the automated, the ones that aren't actually handwritten that just look handwritten. Are no, like actually hand, like paper handwritten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that. Are you, um, are you a person that likes to get involved in like give back to the community or um, your kids in sports, any of that kind of stuff? 
So I was thinking, so Travis Air Force Base, they do a, or all military bases, they do a back to school brigade where they have like backpacks and little like pencils and papers that they put inside the backpacks mm-hmm. for military families. So I thought about asking my brokerage over there if they would be interested in doing something like that. If everybody pitches in, goes to Dollar Tree, get some mm-hmm. cheap backpacks, and then one day go to the park or something and just start handing out backpacks and stuff. That, that could be strong. effective. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like how you could be like get involved. So like a, a girl that was on an old real estate team that I was on, she had moved to Minnesota from um, Wisconsin. She literally didn't know anyone, but one of her passions is um, like jazzercise and like working out and um, no Zumba. It was Zumba. Mm-hmm. She's a Zumba maniac. So she joined this gym that had a really active Zumba class and whatever. And she took all classes, all different times, you know, like mornings, afternoons, evenings, depending on how she could make it work with her schedule. And literally like in the first two years, she sold like 10 houses in the Zumba class alone because they connected on a level where they had a common interest so that's why I'm like, do you have kids in sports? Could you like volunteer for it and be like, hey, I'm going to be the snack mom and bring snacks and cupcakes to soccer or whatever that looks like. Like what what are you passionate about where you when you move to your new town, you can get aligned with something where you can just become friends with people. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, we would never work with anyone other than Amy. She's just the natural conclusion. So my son, he's a sports kid. My other two. um Faith, she's more into like the whole plants and stuff. So she's actually, she makes her own molds and she's selling her own stuff. Um, but other than that, like here it was very just, <laughs> here it's just very um, secluded, I guess, that we were in because we're on a small Air Force base and COVID just really ruined everything up until like the last year. Yeah. So we really weren't able to get into a lot over here. Yeah. California um, was, it, that wasn't the friendliest place to be during COVID. You no, had we a lot just lifted our mask mandate for the hospitals here. Like they just lifted that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did get my first listing for a for sale by owner. Um, I, I looked up her house before I went over there and shot photos. And I was asking her questions about how she was going to list it, what she was going to price it at. And then, so we just got onto the topic of that. And then two days later, after I shot her house, she asked me to list it. So I did think Yay. about going through all the for sale by owners over there um, on offering a free photo shoot um, just to see how that would work. Yeah. Because Arkansas doesn't really like something to value. in their MLS. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's a train wreck. All the bad I, for sale I, by owner photos. I show Christy. She's never, she's only ever shot people and not houses, stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, look at this. This is, and she just is like, so it's so cringy. It's so bad. It's yeah. Actually, okay, that's so- what I am doing now too. Um, there was another realtor over here. I partnered up with my photography business um, she was giving back to the spouses. So I am doing two, actually two giveaway shoots this weekend for some spouses that won her military spouse appreciation. Okay. That's I, cool. I like literally, I need, I need to, I should have not had caffeine today because like there are so many, I've so, there's so many things you can run with here. Like if you can just like, okay. So instead of, okay. The email or the mailers, right? Like that is the one direction. That's a physical thing, physical item. But if you, how many emails do you think that you have right now? If you thought of everything, what's a ballpark for how many email addresses you have? Maybe about 25. Just 25? No, No but like family, friends, Friends, past military people. Every person that you know. Probably about close to 100. There's got to be more. You have more than that. Yeah, you absolutely have more than that. A lot of my family members, they don't, they're not very computer savvy on that part. It's just like, okay. So if you just took, if one piece of your brand was being a military mom, right? Or like a mom and living in this area, which neither one of us are, like we could never speak on that. We never, we just couldn't. So if you can speak specifically to them, you can grow that side of your business just, I, I don't even, I mean, the, I just see like the, the options there and the areas you could go and how big that could be just by speaking to other military moms. 
just other women in mm-hmm. living living your life that might feel alone. I mean, I'm guessing here, but like I'm uh, when you move to new areas, is it isolating? How do you make new friends? Like I'm guessing this is all something you deal with frequently. We met um, when we were in Arizona. We had a photo shoot done by a woman who her husband is serving, and they move every couple years. And she's Mm -hmm. like, finding your community each time is challenging. And then you do and that sort of thing. So if you just spoke to that alone, that pillar of your brand is so huge and so strong. If you have a voice in that space, I would imagine growing that is going to serve you so much more than actually just sending out a mailer Mm -hmm. and competing with other local realtors. Mm -hmm. And if we talk about um, the referral part of your business, well, you can be speaking to anyone in any state because you will already have mastered what that looks like. That piece of it is huge. And 100 emails, I'm going to guess if we sat down together, we would be coming up with a lot more emails. Yeah, well, there. I was an and introvert at my last couple of bases here. I became a key spouse with the squadron, so I did a little bit more, but I was more of an introvert at my like in Florida and Texas. I didn't really, because okay. I had a bad experience in Texas with one of the spouses, so that she just kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth, so I just stayed inside the house. But then when we moved to Germany, I was outgoing over there, but the Florida was more secluded too. Like I just did my photography, went home and edited it, and that was it. It sounds like you could speak very strongly on what it's like to move around and feel alone living this life. And this is this is where when I think of social media for you, can you speak to other women just like you? And is that instead of screaming real estate to and I'm not saying you're not going to talk to people locally. That's very important. But as far as growing, can you speak to other military spouses like and and can you can you I don't want to say start there, but can you really run with that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And grow your email list very organically that way via your social. Like, does that feel like a more authentic way to start showing up on social media for you? I think it would. Like, you can actually speak to your, you're literally an expert in this field. Beth and I have no clue. We can imagine what it's like to move and move with a family and how alone that can feel and how sometimes, you know, women were not super nice to each other, like how that, what you just described, how that feels and mm-hmm. how then we can turn inward and, and it's even more isolating. That is like so much content. And I don't want to say content in an impersonal way, but so much information and, and so relatable mm-hmm. and something that you've lived that you are literally an expert in that field. Mm-hmm. And that puts you, positions you in the real estate world, or I'm sorry, in the military world, as far as real estate goes even more. I love her. My God. Oh, you're moving to Arkansas or, oh yeah, let's reach out to her. Maybe she knows someone in Texas or something that opens up doors that you probably, or you might not even be thinking of right now. And it's not talking about real estate. It's talking about the life you're living. Mm-hmm. And then people just automatically gravitate to that because they're like, yeah, I see myself in you. Like, holy cow, she's doing it. I can totally do it. And don't think that everybody else isn't having imposter syndrome. They all are. Even if they're not talking about it, they totally are. <laughs> if they're not, they for sure they are. are lying. It's so they're paralyzed. absolutely lying. <laughs> uh, there's just there's a lot of a lot of areas that you could that feel that would feel more authentic to you, I think. And not having to put on that suit me too I like that have you listened to any of the episodes about the christy's talked about like built with building a brand yeah the, the recent one actually um the okay. one you guys just did and then episode like 60 something i went back to that one and i re-listened to that one a couple of times okay, okay. so like what christy has done like anytime a new agent comes on the team and she did it with me when we first started working together is we do like a really big deep dive on like what like who you are and who you want to serve. And so like, talk about that, like narrowing that down. Cause oh. you talked about like being a military mom, but like, what? Yeah. so she talks about pillars of your business. Yes. So like mm-hmm. identifying some of those might help give you kind of a roadmap of like how, how and where to like go and target efforts. Yeah. So if you, did you listen to the bonus episode, the seven things to ask yourself before you create a brand? I don't think I did that one. 
Okay, grab that one. That one might just kind of, it's its seven questions to ask yourself. So it'll kind of like spark ideas and, and maybe get your, your wheels turning in a little different direction as far as that goes. But the branding deep dive is is a deep dive into like how we, we work and our inner workings and how that affects our business. And that's why all of our agents do it because it matters. It matters so much as far as if you're going to just like follow someone else's path or, you know, you're going to actually walk yours and the direction and what's going to happen with your business when you actually do, they're very different things. Do you want to be on a giant team and just be spoon fed leads and then never have a business? Or do you want to actually create one where maybe you can have a team someday or whatever that looks like for you? So that is something where really getting to your inner workings and figuring out what that looks like. I would start there for sure. Um, with that bonus episode to kind of get your wheels turning. Um, and it's really to identify to like the areas of your brand, which we talk about, I'm, I'm sure like a lot on the podcast of how to do that right now. It feels like is a amazing time for you to sit down and really spend time on that. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get distracted and try to, you know, start other things first, especially you, you want to make money, right? Who doesn't? We all have bills to pay. But if you can get that foundation set first and spend time there, everything else is going to get so much easier. You're going to have a clear direction. You're not going to waste money. Like we talk a lot about like you don't like stop wasting your marketing dollars. Like don't go take that $500 course or I mean, take it if you need to, if you're ready for it. Right. But stop wasting your money. Like maybe the mailers aren't the best idea right now. Maybe they're a really good idea in six months or a year and maybe I would change it. So instead of being out that money, where did I put that time and money into something else? So like really, I think the foundation is, is your focus right now. And it's a really cool time to be doing it because you're starting fresh. Mm-hmm. Like you're moving. Yes. You'll have the referral system in place, which Spending time working that out too, you might find more leads are coming in than you ever thought without sending those mailers. There's a good chance because you already have enough. I'm going to guess, okay, another thing too is connecting with people on Facebook too to reach out and get email addresses that way is a really good idea to build that when we were talking about the groups and then the email. But um, you're going to find that people are going to jump on board with what you're doing that you probably are going to be busier than you think. That's most likely. I did just send out a postable link yesterday on my Facebook page asking for everybody's emails and addresses so I can add them to my postable. Okay. That's awesome. That's What's awesome. postable? What is that? So it's almost like if you wanted to send like Christmas cards and birthday cards and anniversary cards, so you don't have to do it yourself. You just pay per card of what you want to send out. Oh, which I'm always a pen and paper type person. It's my addiction, yeah. but I'm trying to gravitate towards more of an automatic trying. Like yeah. I tried the whole electronic planner thing once and I couldn't do it. I like my, my physical planner. I love a physical planner. <laughs> There's something about writing it down and then yes. like crossing it off. So and the smell of the ink and yes, it's so rewarding. It is. But I did get a few for my friends on there and I was planning on generating like, hey, we moved just because I'm not a real, not in active real estate here. I'm mm-hmm. still active. So if you still need help, I can still help you. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone you're not an active agent mm-hmm. there. Just say, you know, like I am, I'm partnered with like the top agents everywhere. Like if you want to buy a house or sell a house anywhere, I will help you make that happen. And then you find an awesome agent and you partner with them. But yeah, like don't ever make it sound like you don't sell there because we can sell anywhere. We have realtor friends all over. You, you have all sorts of access to that. Which is where your email list is going to come in so handy because you'll stay front of mind. If you're reaching their inbox at least once a week, at least, um, they're going to be thinking about you. They're Mm going to remember you. Like that's the thing is, we're so easy to forget otherwise. And when real, like when you're getting mailed multiple mailers a week, at least from realtors and you're getting flooded with information everywhere about real estate and you know, the 
Chris Lindahl, big. Oh my God. Big we have a guy in town that has probably <laughs> 500 billboards in our town. And we live in a really big you know, area. You shifted them up a little bit. Oh God. Um, They're insane. So it's an, it's an effective marketing strategy for his particular business. But with that, it's like you, we're, we're getting so much information about real estate. I mean, it's all the news is talking about, you know, it's, it's just, we're flooded with it. So mm-hmm. If you can separate yourself in a different way that they just think of you instead of like you're forced, like just like everyone else, it's going to set you apart automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about like actionable items. Um, you need a CRM like yesterday. I would get a CRM. Going, today. Yeah. I would yeah. get one going ASAP. And you can upload or if you have everything pen and paper, go in there and start. The good thing is, is that you don't have a thousand, right? Like Mm -hmm. that would take you a long time and probably be overwhelming. But go in and start building it out. Like put everybody's contact info in there. Put their kids' names in there. Any information like birthdays, anything you have. This should be like your real estate Bible where all of the information lives. And then you, you're going to inst- categorize people like military friends from Texas, military friends from Florida, family members, past sellers, past buyers. So the more that you categorize things, the better you are going to be able to um, utilize that information down the road, especially as that grows. And then once you have everybody in, in there, and you're, that's constantly, that's like a living document. So you're constantly adding to it. You're adding contact information, especially your military friends. They're moving all over the country at the same time too. So you're constantly going to be updating all their addresses and whatnot. Um, then you have the ability to export um, an actual printed out CSV file, I think it's mm-hmm. called, yeah. of all your database. And then you can upload that into Flowdesk and get your emails going. But in Flowdesk, there's this thing called segments, which is same thing as categorizing it. So it can be like realtor, you know, like all of your realtor friends, military friends, friends and family, past sellers, past buyers. And once you have it all segmented, you can be speaking directly to them. So like we'll send out emails regularly to other like realtor friends and say, Hey, here, we're in Minneapolis. This is what we do. This is how we love to love on our clients, yada, yada. And people are like, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Like I met you at a conference, but I forgot that you lived in Minneapolis. I have clients moving to Minneapolis. You know, can you help them? Heck yeah, I can help them. So like the more organized and detailed you do all of that up front that it just the easier it makes your life going forward but you got to get a crm going you got to get emails going i would say those two things should be priority number one before you even do anything on social media okay yeah which is nice you can take a break from social media so if you want to <laughs> you want to log out for a little bit and like let your brain just like ah now's the time um you know and in really figuring out your brand as much as you can Right. So go, go listen to that episode and maybe our past episodes will help too. You can also shoot a DM on social if you have a question, um, but really figuring out your why, why am I doing this? What do I want this to look like? What do I want my everyday to look like? Um, the different, you know, four to six areas that you can actually serve, how you can speak in that sort of thing. Uh, you can start to develop your voice. And then when you go to write that email, it'll be easier too. Mm-hmm. sort of okay. thing. Have you ever sat down and done your big why in life? I haven't. It's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be, it it doesn't even have to be real estate related. Like my big why in life is to create a big life for myself and people I love. So I have just been blessed with having experiences that I just can't even put a price tag on. And so I'm, I just want to create a bigger life for everyone else and like do that, like have that going forward. So that doesn't have anything to do with real estate. Real estate is literally just the avenue that creates a paycheck that fuels my why. And so like, what, what is it that gets you out of bed every morning? Like, what is it that you're like, yeah, like 
I'm going to support my hubby and I'm going to raise these awesome kids. Like, why are you doing that? Like, why is that important? So figuring out your why is going to be a big catalyst that will help you just like move everything in for life and fall. Yeah. And something else when along those lines too, is asking yourself, like when you feel best, when I feel like the best version of myself, the best mom, the best spouse, the best human friend. And like when you don't writing that down and if you get these shoulds that say, well, too bad if I don't, I should still be doing this. Maybe not. Like, yeah, we all have to pay our taxes and we all, you know, have to like, you know, go to listing appointments and that kind of thing. Or like, those are actually probably fun for you guys, right? But, um, <laughs> you know, things that you have to do. They are for me. not my world. Um, so I've only had two listings. So I've really never had an appointment. They were just handed to me. So the one, the four stuff on my owner and then somebody my husband works with. So I've never oh, really awesome. actually had to go to an appointment for a listing. You're in such an exciting place in business, really, because you have totally. so much room for growth. Like you're not, it's, it's awesome. So, but asking yourself that and, and getting, making sure you're in alignment and, and, the, and those things before you actually press play or, you know, you move forward. And it sounds like now is a really good time for you because you are about to make a big move. Mm-hmm. So if you get all that set, it's going to feel so much better. So yeah, asking yourself those questions and getting to that grounded place is going to be a starting point for you. Did you find a good brokerage where you're moving? So I'm with Realty One Group, Florida, California, and I'll be with Realty One Group in Arkansas. Okay. Great. Cool. Well, that, I mean, that's good for consistency. Mm-hmm. So then you have the military consistency, the brokerage consistency though. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, are they good at like doing like really good trainings and like all that sort of stuff? So the one in Florida, she's, cause I'm still part of their page. She does a lot of trainings and the one yep. here in California, she also, she does like daily, almost, almost daily trainings of a certain topic. Like yesterday was probate sales and um, yep. something always going on. Good. Great. I would get really plugged into all of that. So you can really be like boots on the ground and you like know the Arkansas stuff inside and out. The more, the more knowledge that you can just soak up about what the local market's like there, the more you're just going to be viewed as an expert when you're having conversations. And the more I was a secret agent for 15 years, I'm just going to go on the record or more. And the perfectionist in me was like, oh shit, somebody's going to ask me a question and I'm not going to have an answer to it. And that's going to give me so much anxiety. And then I'm going to feel like a bigger imposter than I just do in my everyday life. And so now You don't need to know everything. People only ask you a couple of questions. How is the market? I'm, you know, like, is now a good time to buy? Is now a good time to sell? You don't need to know everything. You really need to know about three pieces of information. And you need to know that like on a national level and a micro level in your local, you know, your new Arkansas area. So if you can just hone that in, that's all people are going to ask you. And every once in a while, someone's going to throw you some random curveball question. Then you'd be like, man, that's such a great question. You know what? I don't have the answer to that, but let me look it up. Hey, let me grab your number and email and I'll get back to you. Yeah. And it's okay to say that, but then that's going to give you a lot more confidence. If you really are like just going deep in your new area, getting really dialed into your brokerage, really finding out like what they specialize in that can give you a whole another level of confidence about being the new girl in town. So some, something just to kind of think about too, that, that ties into that is you may be new to Arkansas and that area and not experienced in that area. You might feel like a new, completely new agent because of it. You're not new when it comes to being a mom to a military spouse. So instead of trying to fight, like I'm new, I can't like this realtor has been here for 20 years or whatever that looks like, but they're not a military spouse. They don't have that connection. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do, but like you have that, you own that, you Mm -hmm. own who you are, own your space and own how you serve differently. The rest of it is just like, it's a distraction that we think is a problem. That's not actually a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a suit or flip flops. There's, there's enough business to go around. I refuse to wear heels. I'm with you. like not even an option (laughs) every day. I have yoga pants on right now, Amy. (laughs) Christy has shorts on and I have yoga pants on. I just have a huge necklace on. So you think I'm fancy. I'm not fancy. (laughs) Yeah, those ones where you stand up and you're wearing shorts like through those whole Zoom meetings. And and we're both barefoot right now. So I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. I'll go anywhere like this. 
<laughs> well, Are I'm there any- my hair done. Like, I need new headshots. I haven't had headshots yeah. done since Florida. Um, I did my last headshots at an open house. Nobody was coming. So I just had my camera set up and was doing my own headshots. But now I need some professional, like real ones done. Yeah. And I was hoping I could wait until I get there just so I can do headshots within like the community there, like what's around yeah. there. Like there's a famous bridge, there's a farmer's like market. Like a lifestyle like, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Versus over here where it's like high end homes and that ain't over there in Arkansas. Yeah. So, so just something when you think of like what you're going to need to post as you go, shoot like your moves, shoot boxes, shoot the inside of your house, shoot what it looks like to be this person going through this. Cause that will be, um, that'll still be photos and content that you can use moving forward and B roll mm-hmm. footage too. And you're already a photographer. So you have this, like, yeah, you're good. So just shoot like, Think about what you're going to be speaking speaking about and just start collecting that content now so you can repurpose it as you go. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. have any other questions for us? As of right now, no. Okay. This is it's so nice chatting with you. Hopefully you got some takeaways. Yeah, this is I exciting. Did. And I will definitely do the follow-up boss when I get off the phone with you guys and the flow we'll desk. Send you the flow desk. We'll send you that flow desk um, code. Okay. Yeah, you can check it out and connect with us on social so we can see it. We want to know how this goes for you. Yes, this is going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much much for this. Yeah, for sure. This is really fun. All right. Good luck on your big move. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. Two weeks and the Packers come. So, oh my gosh. (laughs) Good luck. Everything's fine. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We got this. All right. Well, take care. So nice to meet you. You too. Happy day, y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun, Beth. That was super fun. Super Amy's fun. awesome. Yeah, that was our first like um, coaching call giveaway that we've done. Yes. And it was a blast. So hopefully everyone listening got some ideas to hit us up on social. We can connect more. Let us know if you like this kind of episode too, because we've thought about doing them, but we haven't done one yet. So yeah. let us know. And until next time, remember to keep your face off a bus bench. And keep being the badass boss babes that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.